Good evening, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here on June 3rd. So much happening. And um, what I really like is how things are starting to, to take off. And uh, Water's New Gold, helping you thrive in the world's only vital, scarce, and recession-proof market. It is Thursday, June 3rd, 2021, briefing number 113. Okay, so uh, as usual, you have the uh, Safe Harbor Statement. I don't want to get into it too much. It's the usual. Um, so now I'm going to go into um, share mode and play you the video I was going to play. It's an excellent video. So uh, I'm going to share now. I'm Tom Marchicello. I'm the chief operating officer. And uh, we run Origin Clear Tech and uh, make products for the water treatment industry. So Origin Clear made a pivot because we saw that the markets were changing. There was a need out there. So especially our small, mid-sized, you know, corporate clients, they struggle sometimes with cash flow and the need to buy capital equipment. Capital equipment's expensive. You know, you gotta buy a, a, a machine that's, you know, not some expense that you really wanna lay out a bunch of cash for. And there weren't great financing programs from the bank anymore because the bank wasn't lending. So we looked at it and said, we hear you. You want my machine, but you need some financial method of getting it out there. So, you know, that got into leasing programs and renting programs, and those are always available for people, you know. But then there's different programs which say, wait a minute, why don't you just sign the dotted line here and receive a subscription, you know, kind of model where you just pay for it incrementally as you go. So that becomes DBOO, which is Design, Build, Own, Operate. So it's a business model where Origin Clear can execute saying, we're already very good at design and build. And then we are now willing to own the machine and all we're gonna do is deploy it at the customer site, and then we'll operate it, which is the last piece. And when we operate something, we intend to operate that piece of equipment for 10 to 25 years on site, which is pretty cool, right? So now I'm basically gonna, gonna take, instead of receiving a lot of money up front in one time, one quarter, I'm just gonna stretch out receiving my money now over 10, 20 years, all the time. The reason why that's good for me is because now I build a new income stream and I get to layer my returns over time, and I get to actually get a better return on that initial piece of equipment because I'm basically managing the full life cycle of it. And I can work with internal staff to handle it, or I can place it in the field and work with partners in local jurisdictions to do some field servicing. And over time, we just continue to receive you know, benefit from it, and we continue to operate a network of machines that get deployed. So that's really the, where the model's going, is to say, let's make this easier for everybody. Now, DBOO had traditionally only been deployed by very large corporations like the General Electric, Suez, Veolia, somebody big at that level, who was doing million dollar to $10 million projects at really large municipal production facilities and or you know, power plants or large sites like that. We're coming in saying, hey, you can do DBOO, but you can do it at the small, mid-sized level where our machines go out. Now, instead of doing a million gallons systems as that, you can start doing 10,000 gallon systems and they can be really affordable for people. And so case in point, we have this, we have like a bunch of different sites, but we'll use one of the, the markets. One was in the real estate community where basically the real estate operators, whether they're managing a community of properties needs to put on-site wastewater treatment. These are perfect ways of, they're already making rent and lease money so for them to pay for a piece of equipment as a monthly bill is more efficient for them to have, 
rather than have a big capex up front. Let's assume here's a machine that has a certain amount of cost value. So I gotta pay for the machine to put it out on the world, right? So after the machine is paid for, now we're really just talking about operating it. How much does it cost me to operate this thing? I've got a piece of machinery sitting at the brewery that I need to just come through, make sure it's clean, replace some filters, come through and make sure it's managed. So I'm remote monitoring it. I have a piece of software, I'm watching it. So I'm gonna pay for all that basically to maintain this thing. So that's my cost, right? So let's assume you know, that's some amount of money per month. Now the rest of it is just the cost of the water and coming through and, and profitability. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take that, that pure net and I'm gonna split it between our company and the investors. Because the investors are fundamentally supplying money to get a return. So it's a subscription to water. I subscribe to get clean water. Just like I subscribe to get Netflix right now, movies on demand. Now I'm gonna get water on demand. I just want the water. I don't want to pay for the machine. I just want to pay for the water. Now, granted, you probably could have bought the machine for 100 grand flat or 200 grand flat, but you'll probably pay 300 or 400 grand for the machine now, technically via paying for the water instead. But it's still a win-win for everybody because CapEx, they don't have to spend money out of their operating budget. And we make more money fundamentally over time. So we just basically, by offsetting time, I make more money. So that is um, our amazing Tom Marchesello. And he went into a great deal of detail about you know, how they're dealing with this, which is um, you know, amazingly exciting. That's um, you know, what we're, we're really um, seeing is that this model is very, very much in demand. So, Last night, um, Ivan Ants, uh, the amazing founder of Philanthropic Investors, who has put his huge energy behind um, helping us achieve the same kind of success that he has achieved with Equity and Help, which has ended up, I think, number 83 on the Inc. 5000. Um, and he's now in Puerto Rico, and he spoke at a high net worth investor meeting there. Uh, Vendi Rios flew in from Florida to take care of that. Uh, all the, the follow-ups and there have been many reaches. So that was super cool. You can find that on the Origin Clear site, the actual video and watch it. Um, it's, it's, it's great. It's a bit long, so I won't uh, play it now, but you'll love it. Okay, so uh, today, uh, a few hours ago, we announced that, that I'm presenting uh, on the 8th of June on this whole new model, the uh, you know total outsourcing uh, of water, and uh, the dollar H2O coin. And here is the, uh, it's a three day, 180 companies, it's a big deal. Here we are on Tuesday, June 8th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, and it's about a 25 minute presentation. So again, um, there's, if you look on the Origin Clear website, you'll find that there is a registration link in, in, the, um, in the announcement. I'd love to have you guys join me and watch. Okay, big news, we have a CFO, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you how relieved I am. And he starts on 14 June. And uh, let's go ahead and review um, his resume. That, that, you know, that's cool. So here he is, um, Prasad is um, 
well, let's just start from the bottom here. He had a big uh, Bachelor of Science in Accounting at Nagpur University, went on to get um, a, a CPA and a chartered accountant. Um, and starting in the beginning, he has worked in doing a lot of audits, which is very important. Also managed uh, a great deal of um, companies with Sarbanes-Oxley compliance programs, et cetera. He was a director of internal audit um, for, for a number of clients. And then he moved to Florida where he um, was responsible for growing a practice of a company called CBiz Risk Advisory Services. Um, and then he uh, joined a fund called Vertical Global Investments. So he knows a lot about working um, on the buy side with funds. So his skills obviously are to, the most important thing for us is to make sure that we meet the, these filings is super important. Um, also that we put in uh, gap accounting, generally accepted accounting practices, um, which is very, very important because you know we tend to still operate on cash, but that doesn't work uh, for a public company. And he has been a CFO himself and he has also um, uh, worked, done risk assessments for companies up to a billion dollars. So he's gonna be able, I believe, um, to encompass both the basic regulatory needs of the company, as well as the um, more creative stuff that we hope to get into, uh, especially this, this fund that I'm gonna show you the amazing stats for. So, um, you know, I think that he's, you know, we, we, he's been through exhaustive um, interviews and um, he's, we think he's great. So um, this is really great news. All right, um, now I wanted to also uh, look at this coming pre-fault pandemic um, because we're seeing a lot of real estate investors be really interested in getting into water. And why is this? Um, pre-fault means uh, pre-default, right? And why, what's going on here? Well, on the Black Knight site, you've got it spelled out where there's um, more than 3.8 million in forbearance, 7.3% of all mortgages, which is huge. Um, the unpaid principal balance of loans in, in forbearance is almost a trillion dollars uh, between um, these various categories. And so um, FHA and VA is very high, 10.5%. So these are the ones that are subsidized uh, like veterans and so forth. 53 million loans are in this forbearance mode. Forbearance is, is, is great up to a point, but when everybody gets forbearance, at some point, the dominoes start to um, fall. Um, at today's level, mortgage servicers would need to advance $3 billion to holders of mortgage securities, and another 1.5 billion in lost funds will be faced each month by those with portfolio-held or privately securitized mortgages. And servicers of um, government-backed uh, mortgages would still face nearly $8 billion in advances through April 30th. These are big numbers. So um, I don't think anybody can say that they're comfortable with the state of real estate. I think that the weak spot is the mortgages, that uh, you, know, you, you may have a, a real estate boom in many places, but you also have um, you know, the actual um, mortgage portfolios are, 
are bleeding and this is tough. So um, this is, I think, a good reason why a lot of real estate investors are very interested, despite their being, you know, really strong themselves. Okay, so um, I'm going to uh, flip now to this spreadsheet and talk to you a little bit about, um, before I get into the, the status update with Dan Early stuff, I want to get to this amazing story. Um, Ken and I um, were shown a model that's been developed by, we have an amazing uh, investment bank uh, capable um, resource who pulled this together. So let's take a look here. We have a, uh, let me just pull, let me get rid of the, the ribbon here. There we go. So let's assume that we're raising $20 million. Well, let's take a look at some of the underlying assumptions. We assume that um, micro machine is one that does up to 10,000 gallons per day. It's average throughput is 5,000, small 20,000, medium 40,000. We're only for now talking about wastewater throughputs. Clean water um, purification is actually easier. And at the moment, we're not lo targeting larger machines than 100,000 gallons per day. This we're specifically going with the small to medium systems because we think that's where the opportunity is. Okay. Now the pricing here, let's take a look at the pricing. Um, water on demand, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of our company will act as the client purchasing machines from Orange, from, uh, Orange and Clear, uh, our Dallas operation. And these are the prices we assume that, that it would pay is actually because it's prepaying, it would get a discount. So it would, it would get a, you know, it, it would drive a, a bargain. And this, this is some of the methodology for working out the pricing of the throughput. And so I'm not going to get into all the details, but basically we're talking about a micro machine being about 3000 a month. And this is fully serviced. This is the cost of the machine, um, the management, the filters, uh, just making it run right? No must, no fuss. It just happens, right? Um, you've heard of, of I was a, 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 I was hearing about a, a head of a brewery who he was literally talking to one of my, one of our people and, and the, the refrigerator guy came in and he said, what are you doing? He said, well, there's, a, there's an alert on your fridge. The brewery owner didn't even know that his uh, refrigeration unit had an alert. And, but the service company came in and fixed it. So that's what we're talking about, full service. Then it goes up to about $8,000 for small and then 14,000 for medium. Now, this is very, very important here. We're right now looking at a 5% annual increase in prices of various um, items outside of the cost of consumables and maintenance, which is 4%. I think it's much higher, but we're being very um, conservative for now. Now let's take a look at the economics now. We're assuming then that $20 million are raised. We've, um, the board has authorized a $20 million raise, which I will talk about the, the terms in a little bit. And we assume that um, these funds are raised over a period of roughly a year. And that the, we kind of threw it out there how many machines, but let's say that between now and um, 27 months from now, the, the bunch of machines are, Basically, it comes down to 100 machines. Uh, right there, we have uh, cumulative 100 machines. And then we go down. So now we basically run out of money. We've spent the $20 million, as you can see, on 
L32, we're down to $20,000. Now let's take a look at the revenues. Revenues have started to take off here uh, from the micro, the small, et cetera. I'm not gonna bore you with these numbers. Um, I am going to make them visible. There we go. Um, but if we look, if we scroll down here to total usage revenues, very quickly, we're starting to look at stuff that's in the two and a half million dollars per quarter of revenues. So let's see what that means. I'm gonna um, zoom out so I can fix these hash marks here. We have the usage revenues um, and then we have various operating expenses. We assume that we're paying an operator that is the company that's gonna actually show up and do the servicing, 10% of revenues, consumables will be 15% and maintenance will be 5%. So, you know, that's a total of 30%, which I think is high, but it's, we wanna, we wanna overestimate expenses. Same thing for the SGNA, which is sales general and administrative. We have management fees, we have um, the internal costs of water on demand, the fund, people, because here's what happens with water on demand. Number one, it's got a bunch of money. Now it's got to spend it, but it's got to spend it in a diligent way. It, okay, what kind of company is this? Uh, it's a brewery, fine. How's their finances? Are they going to go out of business? Can they sign a 15-year contract? Um, you know, and is this the right application for them? So we have to have sharp people inside water on demand. So we actually have to make sure that um, we cover that in the budget because it's not just a pile of money, it's also an active contracting operation. Get down to the profits, um, there's, we are paying 25% of profits to the investors. And then we have um, an operating partner who could be anywhere from five to 15%. That's, that's something that's being worked out. But um, we come down here and I'm gonna fast forward now to the 25 year summary. So in the 25 year summary, we've got um, again, a, a hundred machines with this asset value of 19 million. Now at the end of 25 years, they're not worth 19 million, obviously there, there is depreciation, but that's not an important factor right now. Um, and so we have revenues, years one to five is 40 million. Look how they rise, why? Compounding price inflation built in to these things. Uh, and we end up with a half a billion dollars from a $20 million investment. That, not half a billion, it's, you know, uh, about 100 million, 112 million short. It's not peanuts, but I'm saying the order of magnitude is in the half a billion dollar range, which blows my mind. Um, and the total contributions after paying out all these profit shares, et cetera, um, you end up with a, a 176 million to origin clear. Now you say, wait a minute, Riggs, this is 25 years. Who wants to stick around for 25 years? Ah, that's where the, this coin dollar H2O comes in. Because remember the coin is a way to package in a smart contract, all the future revenues for that share of the fund or the equipment. You can take that and now you can um, leverage it. You can say, okay, this thing has, you know, I invested 10,000, but it's actually got, you know, um, $200,000 worth of future revenues packed into that 10,000 initial investment. It's got 200,000 prospective um, uh, in, um, profit share. Now that thing has value, provable value, and eventually, not, not overnight, 
this will be a financial instrument that can be transferred and eventually turned into a market. So this is how people can, um, well, for example, I, you know, I read about an NFL player who went ahead and put his player's contract, um, he created a coin for his player's contract and people bought his future earnings at a discount. They took a risk, obviously, because what if he gets hurt, et cetera. They took a risk, but basically he was able to get money now from his contract, kind of a, a futures concept. Well, think of dollar H2O as a futures machine so that if we, we, we're looking at being able to see these revenues accelerated. Uh, now, by the way, these machines last longer than 25 years. They're literally capable of lasting for 100 years, but we're just taking 25 because that's the timeline we can live with. So that's the thing that really blows our mind right now. And this $20 million water on demand number one is only the first. I have Wall Street money lined up. We have major uh, private equity partners who are excited about coming in. I've got a portal that is ready to do a series of accredited investor offerings with a series of, of, of subsidiaries like this. So, and, and there's more. So what I'm saying is with these kinds of numbers, this is very doable. This is something that is marketable and that has tremendous appeal. So that's, the, that's what I'm going to uh, leave you with on that. Let's get back now. And I just want to make sure that, no, every, no questions. This is cool. Let's go back to uh, what's going on now. Um, because now we got all this money. How do we spend it, right? So let's assume we get the money. And that's not a minor assumption. I'm not, you know, you should know there's no guarantee that we'll get the money. But I can tell you right now that we have, you know, substantive, uh, negotiations with real investors uh, who are, you know, uh, intent on coming in on this. And so there's no reason why it wouldn't happen. But again, it's not guaranteed. I must make that clear. Okay, so let's assume you have that money. Well, how do you spend it? And so I've had the team, Tom Marticello and Dan Early, our chief engineer, look at who can be lined up to start with these outsourced water projects. So remember that um, mobile home park customer in Pennsylvania, discussions are continued. Um, it's just kind of continuing. This is, by the way, what happens in water is endless, endless engineering consultant. Uh, everybody gets a fee for doing this stuff. And it's, uh, it's, it's amazing, but that's continuing. Uh, craft brewing customer, uh, expect to talk with a design build firm that's working with the owner, et cetera. Uh, they did, there was a purchase of, pump station, which is a, a, so this design and build firm elsewhere purchased something from us, a pump station on a decentralized wastewater treatment system in Maryland. So what that says is that the, the we have a good relate, a working relationship with the design and build firm that is now um, working with the owner of the craft brewing. So in this relationship, we are feeding um, a design and equipment to the design and build firm that builds it and then we do the own and operate. It's kind of a circuitous thing, but um, it's, it's an interesting picture. Okay, let's take a look here, RV park. Now, uh, no big change, uh, blah, 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 uh, following up June 4th. So things are kind of moving along there. New uh, design, build, own, operate prospect. And that is, uh, they're excited about getting these. Obviously, 
we don't want these guys to go too fast because we need to have the money to fund these things. So the things have to meet the money and the contracts have to meet in the middle. That's the timing we're working on here. Okay, there's a new uh, campground prospect in the Midwest. And um, this kind of, go, you know, the earliest possible PO date, late September 21, it said the engineer of record EOR is working with the customer, et cetera, et cetera. It appears we will be basis of design. That's very important because it means that we are the only provider because our design has been approved. That's very typical of what Dan Early does. Okay, uh, we have the DBO partner. This would be a strategic partner, nothing much happening. That's the update there. It's kind of bumping along. And um, I can tell you that assuming we were to raise $20 million to get 100 machines built, we have the pipeline, but it would require a dramatic increase in the number of people just doing deals to get 100 deals done. It's a massive amount of work, but the talent's out there. So if the capital's there, the talent's there. All right. So, which comes around to, you know, it's all about the money, right? So let's, let's take a look about that. Uh, sure enough, we have, again, the three offerings. The first one being the Regulation A offering, unaccredited. And I just got an update from the attorneys today, and they expect to give me a first draft uh, sometime uh, mid-next week. And um, I think you're going to like this offering very much. There's many, many people who would like to put... Whoops, I apologize. That was my, my fingers. Um, many, many people who would like to... Um, invest in origin clear um, with a good offering, a good leveraged offering, but they're unaccredited. So that's important. Secondly, this is the series U. Now what this is, is for people who are accredited and invest, you know, um, I don't know, 35 to $100 million or more. Um, and that converts um, at a multiple of your investment. Now, this is very, conversion would be priced at the time of conversion to a maximum of 20 cents. Now, why is that so important? This is actually a huge thing because let's, the stock right now is about 11 cents. All right, now down the road, first of all, let's say the stock goes down, fine. Stock goes to half of 11 cents, five and a half cents. Then you get double the amount of shares that you would get if you, if you were 11 cents, fine, you're covered there. But what if the stock goes up, which is what it's been doing? And people who've invested in these things have been worried that they're, as the stock price goes up, they're going to get less and less shares, right? So we've put a price lock here, which means that they can never convert at more than 20 cents. So they can relax. They see the, the, the stock price go to a dollar. They they're not concerned about that. This is good because it's going to keep people from jumping into the market, trying to convert quickly, you know, maybe sell some stock and it keeps them relaxed. And this is what we want so that we don't, get a lot of pressure on the stock price, which has been doing, I think it's been doing okay. So, you know, why, why, why damage the trend? And then there's a three warrants, which is a warrant basically is a way to guarantee the price of something for the future. It's a way to do up to four times here because you get a doubled warrant on, on A. So you can up to four times your investment in addition to the conversion. It's a very nice package. And I recommend you look into it further with Ken. Now, Series V is very important. Why? That's the water on demand subsidiary. And this is a million dollar minimum. And the funds go into this, the, the spreadsheet that I talked to you about right there that I was showing you. 
The investor now is a senior secured creditor, cannot be undercut by other creditors, and has a security agreement against all the machines that go into the field. And then there's warrants and et cetera, et cetera. There's those net profits. And finally, the potential for getting this um, water coin. But this is a very, very interesting thing. So that's what we have on offer right now. I'm not gonna get further into the weeds on this. Ken is by far um, you know, the most um, knowledgeable about all this. What we're talking about here, uh, Ken made a comment about buying future revenue without this coin almost looks like structured settlements, very clunky. And he's right. If you're, if you're trying to go, okay, I wanna sell my future income uh, from something, you have to do this do a structured settlement, which is hard, or you have to create a bond, which is even harder. Well, what we've created is kind of a, of, uh, this, 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 um, this coin can easily go into a market and be swapped privately or eventually in a public market subject to regulation. And that is a no must, no fuss. So we've basically created a revolution in converting long income streams into something you can sell today. That is, I think, the brilliance of this concept. Okay, so um, I'm just going to uh, come off of, of share right now. And Tariq um, Ruffin says, hear what Captain Planet has to say. Well, that's cool. Um, and uh, Thomas says, NFT for now, <clears throat> non-fungible token. Yes, again, what is a non-fungible token? Fungible means you can swap, right? To funge, to funge is a Latin word, means to basically to uh, switch. It means they're the same. I can take two Bitcoin and I can switch them. And so that's great. Now, if I want to make Bitcoin unique, I can attach a little tag to it. And all of a sudden, it's no longer, um, I can't switch it. It has unique thing. Now, we don't do it with Bitcoin because Bitcoin has no smart contract capabilities. So fine. You do it with usually the Ethereum class coins, right? So, so an NFT, non-fungible token, is basically sits on an Ethereum um, standard, and it's enabled with smart contracts. And so that, and what's great about it is you don't have to go invent a whole token; it already exists. If you go to OpenSea.com or to the Proton Market or any one of these, you'll see how you can just go ahead and create. An NFT yourself by yourself, boom. In fact, maybe one of these days I'll do it live on a show. That'd be super cool. I think I'll do that. Um, <laughs> I'll practice first, so you don't. So it won't be Riggs trying to deal with Control Alt Delete on the Excel. But um, what what this means is that we don't have to do a whole initial coin offering. The platform, the marketplace, already exists. You can buy and sell NFTs right now. What it does mean is we can then use the smart contract capability to then embed these payment streams in there and we push it out to the investor and the investor can then do whatever he or she wants with it, um, put it in a market, or ultimately we wanna be able to accept it back in to create new water systems and kind of create this cool loop, right? Now, I wanna tell you that nobody is forced to have a token. We're always, you know, we'll always pay cash profit shares, but we will incentivize people to hold tokens because that's the smart thing to do. Okay. So that's about um, NFTs. And um, 
I'm just scanning here because there's some great inputs. GRW says, I'm definitely waiting on a non-accredited investment option. It will come. And, um, and then Ivan says, at the same time, you improve millions of liters of water with your philanthropic investment. Ivan really, really, really has understood that people want to do more than just make money from their investment. They want to help. Make good money, but help. That $20 million that was invested in that spreadsheet I was showing you, if it ends up making revenues of half a billion dollars, that's a huge amount of water that it cleaned. It did a lot of good in the world. It enabled things that would not have happened otherwise. Okay, uh, JRW says, uh, would really like to be able to bring a customer to you who needs the system. Excellent. Go to, um, uh, simply uh, send, send the, uh, the JRW, send the link to uh, the lead to uh, invest at originclear.com and Devin will take care of that. Thomas, does the technology, the processes you're proposing have a specific application facing a massive um, um, PFAS, that's those nasty, like Teflon type nasty um, um, uh, toxins and classification level of purifying systems meet and exceed, et cetera, et cetera. The answer is yes. Technologically, I'm very proud of our capabilities. Dan Early is a, a guru in the industry. The problem has been is that it takes forever to ramp things up. And the dirty little secret of the water industry is that water companies grow by acquisition, not by expansion. Because, you know, the water industry grows like, you know, 8% a year. It's nothing. So that, that it, you know, American Water Works has a billion dollar a year acquisition budget. And that's how they grow. So that's the exciting part. Um, and of course, Ivan says, money for money is less happiness. Very true. Um, Victor, how do we get the technology slash machine that purifies the water? Um, again, just drop a line to invest at originclear.com. We'll be happy to take care of you. And finally, Ivan says, tomorrow we are presenting Origin Clear in another event in a private mansion in Yunque Rainforest, Puerto Rico. If you're in Puerto Rico and you're interested in being there, well, I think it's a private mansion, so maybe you can't. But uh, if you'd like to hear about these events or talk to Ivan or Vendi, just simply again send a message to um, to uh, investedoriginclear.com. Devin will be happy to take care of it. And Ivan says that 50 high net worth individuals will be there. So at this point, the nature of the game has changed where we're not, um, you know, we love our accredited investors who've done amazing things for us. But now there's a whole new class of investor which is able to put in a million dollars plus and likes the fact that there's a very conservative investment, but with huge long-term rewards. You know, this is generational money. To a high net worth investor, 25 years is nothing because of course they're trying to take care of their family. And so, you know, um, Ken is especially excited about um, talking a whole new strategic level here. And what are we doing? We're taking all these damned up projects that people want to do. And until they do it, they have to truck the, the water or they have the fines or this or that. And we release that dam and we get all this good stuff done. And that is to me, the, the amazing opportunity here, uh, creating a financial vehicle that has such great uh, annuity money with the ability to collect it earlier through the H2O uh, coin, the dollar H2O coin, and the ability to scale up well beyond our company. I don't want our funds, and I don't want to, I'm saying funds, they're not really funds, they're subsidiaries that have money to spend. I don't want those subsidiaries to just give business to origin cleared subsidiaries because we won't grow fast enough. We won't be able to deliver fast enough. 
we'll give it to our colleagues in the industry. And that's the promise. Anyway, I've kept you guys long enough. Uh, again, thank you all for being here so long. And I apologize for the, uh, the missteps early on, uh, but we got out of it. So that's good news. And thank you very much to our translator, uh, Heather, who is the, does a marvelous job. Um, again, we always will have the Spanish interpretation now and perhaps we'll add more languages as we go forward. So again, everyone have a great weekend. And um, I, you know what? Next week, I think I'd like to get Prasad on board and interview our new CFO. That'd be a wonderful thing. Um, and then I'm going to create an NFT on this show. That could be fun. Okay, everyone, have a great weekend. Thank you all. And I appreciate your being on board with me. Thank you.